So I want to I want to do something to start okay. out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On the count, no, none of us has, have talked about this movie yet at all. Not yet. Not not at all. No. So on count of three, I want you to say if you loved it, liked it, or hated it. Okay. Like yeah. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Loved, loved it. it. Yes. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of SOS VHS. Today, we did something different. Carlos uh, and I took the skeleton to the movie theaters and we watched a very interesting, new, and long, long movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. I, th- I, I saw two movies this year so far that have uh, kind of like reinvigorated my, my love for film. The, uh, the yeah. first one was Oppenheimer. Okay. And the second one was this one. Never ter- saw Oppenheimer. Oh, in terms of like <laughs> filmmaking to the fullest. And and this yeah. is like an 80, he's about to turn an 81 year old filmmaker yeah. who's still at the, you know, he's, he's, his superpower is still there. It's, it's, it's incredible. I, I was blown away. Did but you it was see so the, sharp. Well, I was going to say, did you see the Michael Mann trailer? For or- Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I, it's funny seeing Michael Mann's trailer before a Scorsese movie because I'm like, you know, you were like, uh, you were like the horse, like right next to him in the race, and Scorsese's really taking off. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, I mean, that group of filmmakers still yeah. incredible. I think, I think it's amazing, though. At this it's, movie, it's, best movie I've seen since, uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Before COVID. I, I've, I, I would say so too. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, I mean, it's an amazing movie. Would it be better as a three episode <laughs> TV show? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it is long; it's three and three hours and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. So should it be a three episode show? The reason think? why I would say no mm-hmm. is because I feel this movie is the scope of the movie theater. Mm. Also, because it's a Scorsese, I know that how he feels about the communal experience of watching yes. something that will stay with you. Mm-hmm. You don't have other, I mean, I think watching TV is a little different, even if as good as TV could be. Yeah. I think a movie is a, a more profound experience when you watch it in the theater. It's like, there's no other distractions. And- exactly. You'll remember it more, which is, I was very grateful. I got to see this movie in a theater because I haven't done that in so long. And I'm like, I will always remember, like when I think of the movie, I'll remember this time I was at AMC Burbank watching it. Right. And yeah, I, I, I took notes. Oh yeah, during the movie. Yeah, because it was. Did you okay. have your light on on your phone? And- no, I was okay, like, they're like scribbles, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you're a journalist in the '70s. Right, right. <laughs> I was, I was just trying to pick up on 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 certain things and mm-hmm. certain names. And did you guys go to AMC? Yeah. Yes. Did you guys see Nicole Kidman? Yes, always. Uh, yeah, I did. I was like, okay. Here it's we getting go. annoyed because yeah. I, 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 every annoying everybody starts clapping or like booing or something every time she comes. Oh, thank God, <laughs> there were no like uh, young people in my theater. It was all old people. And was... everybody does the because here they <laughs> are. <laughs> uh, That's but... been, like. Since twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just COVID. You know, uh, it's like. It's insane. Yeah, like they need to enough already. (laughs) We need to update it. And also, you know, like in for example, in Spain, there's another chain called Cinesa instead of AMC. Uh But I didn't know they were owned by the same parent company. (laughs) They changed the logo in post instead of like saying AMC. And it's Nicole Kidman doing the same thing. They just cut a little different things. 
Like, okay, enough. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, she looks great. I love yeah. Nicole Kidman. So when you were in Spain, you went to the movies and then saw the it's, same uh, thing? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> no. That's so good. Um, okay, so how do we want to start talking about this movie? I think... Um, how did it make you feel? I, sad? Yeah, it, it's, I think it's tragic, but I didn't feel sad as in crying. Emotionally sad. I was more like reflective about how greedy how mm-hmm. insane the world is you know like and how we always been like this and then yeah. we don't care about other people and the greed is uh, yeah primal and like there's our, no good yeah spaniards tend to not care about the natives <laughs> right <laughs> i know i know yeah it's the history of everybody you know yeah. like everybody for themselves i'm the product of that yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. literally the product of spain coming over <laughs> right and and it and it's terrible it's terrible and i think back then you could maybe justify some other way i mean this is uh this movie takes place in the 1920s which mm-hmm. is just yesterday yeah this is not like a you know 100 years 16th ago. century exactly. thing and and it's so i thought it was very enlightening of of a time a history that i had no idea about mm-hmm. i you know, I think everybody knows uh, about like the basic idea of Native Americans being like Pocahontas, like right, like in and all all the high water, right, yeah. all of that stuff. But they, just those they, two things, I didn't know that there was like, this uh, community of uh, the Osage that were so mm-hmm. rich, and that were back in the 1920s like the richest community i think like per capita says so i didn't know that either and i thought it was gonna go just kidding that's not what happened like right. it was like a, it was not gonna be a very uh, like, a joke thing like a, yeah like what's his name that made vice he made vice no no, no vice that movie with uh colin colin farrell oh i know with will farrell with will farrell yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. how in those movies uh, yes yes like yeah. it, it could have been like a little wink Exactly. But it's like but you it, see them like with, with chauffeurs and like diamonds and all of that stuff. And, and you see all these white people as servants. Yeah, I thought it was like a joke. Like it was like, this is backwards land or something. But no. but I knew you, you 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 can feel the tension that, you know, that there was not going to be a happy ending since. Oh, of course. Right. Since we're all here. We're all here <laughs> and they're not. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the, the beginning. They're Pachanga. Right. Yeah, the casino outside LA. They have, yeah, but th- this movie happens in an Oklahoma reservation. Yeah, exactly. And it was a reservation back in the 1920s. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you see this, the allies, you know, that the, the, the super evil, I guess, the one who presents himself as the most, you know, charitable and like an and Robert ally to Niro. the, yeah, the yeah. Robert De Niro character, right? And, I love that this was basically a Robert De Niro movie too. I didn't oh. know that that was going to be the case. I'm like, oh, this is so great. Yeah, I, I mean, if we go to the casting, if we want to start with that instead with of, of, of the story, I thought this was definitely De Niro's best performance in so long. Yeah, I can't even remember the last great one, like Bad Grandpa. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I feel like this is as good as his younger self. Oh yeah, like, in in. Uh, because I think he's not bad in The Irishman, but all the CGI and all that took me a little bit away from, from Same. that. Same. I think in the David O. Russell movie, he was nominated for an Oscar in like, uh, was that? Uh, Silver Linings. Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah. he was great in that, but he it was a supporting actor. Right. I mean, in this one, I probably he's going to get nominated for supporting, but I felt like he was like... He was huge. Yeah, like it was a, he was the driving force of the movie. Everything Leo does is like, he's is, the... Right. He turns the head. 
and definitely one of Leo's best performance. Again, another. Oh my God, he's just incredible. Incredible. He reminded me a little like that Marlon Brando in The Godfather with the you know. Oh, kind that's of like so the funny. He speaks and the. He's really like. I was reflecting on how he just totally took the movie star uh, like race away from Clooney years yeah. ago. And I'm like, only now are we reflecting back and looking at the movie stars where like DiCaprio is just, he still has never been on a talk show before. He is just completely out of the 1940s. Like, but, and he, but he's an incredible actor. You can, he's like such a chameleon. I, I love I, it. I, he's amazing. But I think for me, the biggest surprise of all was her like oh, yeah. Lily Glad Gladstone? It's her name. She was amazing. I think I have seen her in a couple indie movies as a secondary character, mm -hmm. but never paid attention. Yeah. I also read an, in an interview that she was about to quit acting when she was called for this role. Oh wow! And I think she's gonna get nominated for best actress. Oh uh, yeah, I think she might win. I don't know that much, but I feel like it's such a and also I don't know. They they have yeah. called her the filmmakers in the in the movie like the the heart and soul of the of the film and I felt yeah. it I, I thought that she is like oh, yeah. there's su such a nobility in her character mm -hmm. and the way that she seems so warm too. yeah like, but such she's a restrained great... she has yeah. such a gaze I I I I was mesmerized by that that was it uh, Andres the the restraint. Because Leo's doing a lot, right? Oh, yeah, Leo's yeah. doing Leo. Mm -hmm. But yeah. then the restraint that she shows is just matches him perfectly. It's yeah, so, it's great. It's great, them together. Yeah. So, and then they have obviously secondary characters and cameos of like, you know. Like Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is there, like uh, Jesse, what's his name? Dumb boy. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. Small, small roles. A uh, uh, black John guy in the theater laughed when he said <laughs> that, and I laughed too. <laughs> John Lito, Litho. Oh, uh, Lithgow. Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for, with such small roles, these amazing actors. So, because it's a big epic, meaning you have a million characters. Nobody stands out as a bad actor. And I, so the movie starts with this ritual, right? Where they're like, an, a group of natives is uh, burying a pipe, a ceremony. Oh, yeah, I pipe. laughed at that part. I was oh. like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, But cool. <laughs> it's like kind of like a reflection on like, okay, they, they, they always are dying, you know, all these white people yeah. are coming in and we are losing our, our traditions, our spirits. Yeah, it's like a rap video. She's like, <laughs> yeah? keep marrying our white people. <laughs> <laughs> but then the moment that that ceremony ends, the you see the the bubbling oil about to explode and then explodes in this yeah. slow motion dance that I thought, okay, we are in an Scorsese world. Yeah, you I was know, so like, happy about it's that. It's like visually stunning, mm -hmm. gigantic screen. You know, I, I thought it was it was just beautiful and I knew, okay, I, I'm going to go in this ride. And then it starts with that little documentary montage oh, or yeah. with like the four by three, like newsreel type yeah. of thing. Where we learn about this, uh, and and I'm glad they have that because I I don't know how if people in the U.S. know this as a oh yeah, there's like things that are coming out in history that are ju right. just now being added to curriculums like in blue states. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I had no idea about the 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 history of 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 this tribe and and mm -hmm. their wealth and their yeah tragedy. Yeah, and like we said, like I totally <laughs> thought this part of the movie, the introduction, was gonna be like. A record scratch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, I've never read the book. Mm -hmm. but this is based on a, on a research book. And the book 
tells the story of an investigation. It's a procedural, and I feel like the the Jesse, what's his last name? Plemons. 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 Yeah. The Jesse Plemons character was gonna be Leonardo DiCaprio's character. He is the, the driving FBI force agent. of the book. Oh, really? In the idea of like, the book is the story of the how the FBI gets created and J. Edgar yeah. Hoover's like, you know, uses these crimes to like get the federal agency. To get funding for it, I mm-hmm. see. And and then it's a whodunit kind of procedural how the FBI finds out, figures out the, the puzzle. Yeah, okay. So then I think they were going to shoot before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The pandemic hit. I think nobody was completely sure. They all were into the story, but I think it was Leonardo DiCaprio said, like, it's a little soulless. Mm. And they reworked the whole thing to make it a very intimate movie. Then yeah. the, you know, Leon- Leonardo DiCaprio wanted to play the 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 bad guy in a way, yeah. but but wanted to make it a movie about uh, the the relationship. Yeah, we're, that's so ambitious. I'd be so annoyed. I'd be like, dude, we're about to shoot this and you want to fucking change it? Re- rework the whole thing. Oh my thing. God. But I think the we pandemic twice? Like, saved this movie because I think there is a potential for his second Oscar. Um, I think this is a better movie than The Departed. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, then, The Departed's then, a then fun Then The Revenant movie. that he won the Oscar for. Yeah. I agree uh, too. I was thinking yeah, that yeah, as yeah. well. But yeah, The Departed is, it's like, I mean, I feel like movies, it's like we had really low standards in 2005. Well, also like it was stolen from him so many times. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, so many of his movies never won that. Yeah. And it's not a bad movie. I'm just saying like this this movie will deserve it more. We'll yes. see if it's also going to be maybe Christopher Nolan's first Oscar. Oh yeah, of course. So it's going to be a tour de force. Oh, you know it's going to Greta. <laughs> Yeah, and then we're going to have all of that, too. So we'll talk more. But the the interesting thing is that uh, with those two movies that I thought, because, uh, so Rodrigo Piet, Piet, uh, Pietro, he's the he's a Mexican cinematographer mm-hmm. who worked in all those those amazing <laughs> Mexican movies like Amores Perros. Yeah, so good. Uh, with Alejandro González Iñari, too, yeah. all of those movies. And then he started working with Scorsese in uh, Wall Street and, and Sins, mm-hmm. he also shot Barbie. Oh, really? So he wow. shot Barbie and Killers That's of the Flower Moon. Uh, not at the same time, because this one is a, is a longer project, but it's, I think it's going to be one of those years that he's going to get nominated again That's for, awesome. for cinematography. I was watching the, them pull focus in some of the scenes, and it's like, it's really for like a tenth of a second. Right, right. It's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then the writer of this movie, I uh, his name is Eric Roth, mm-hmm. and I remember that he had worked with uh, Spielberg because he he did Munich, Munich. Oh, okay. But I I look him up just to remember which movies. So yeah. he won an Oscar for Forrest Gump. Okay. He oh, wrote. Yeah. He was nominated for The Insider. Michael Mann. One of my favorite movies of all time. Munich, uh, nominated, mm-hmm. Spielberg. Yeah. Benjamin Button with... Um, I fell asleep at the Arclight watching it. <laughs> never, I've never okay. finished it. The, uh, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. A Star is Born. Loved it. And Dune. Took a mushroom while watching it. He cried. Was, he was nominated for all those movies. Damn, and I love Dune. Yeah, so... It's on Netflix right now. In part one, yeah. yeah. Part two is coming, so... What a writer, and he co-wrote yeah. this with Scorsese too. I think like he pulled a team together of like really, really incredible people. Yeah, like an uh, all-star kind all-star. of thing. This is like LeBron, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I want all the good players. 
Definitely. Um, and then also an interesting thing, uh, and the last kind of uh, uh, fact that I'm going to give, like the music, because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, you see that it's dedicated to Robbie Robinson, and he is the composer who mm-hmm. just died. Oh, okay. But he goes back to 1978 with Scorsese when he, they did The Last Waltz. Oh, wow. And he has done all his movies in That's terms wild. of music. I didn't know that. <laughs> And I like the music is, in is, this. is known for more of like the what they call it the needle drop the oh yeah you know, he, soundtrack. He loves like the Rolling Stones stuff. It even sounded like the Rolling Stones at the <laughs> beginning. I was like, this is sick, and I it, love that like the tense music wasn't a violin or anything. Right. It was like clearly like a bass guitar. Or something. Yeah, and I was like, this is very like someone who came out of the seventies. Yeah, and also he he has done so many documentaries about music. He knows mm-hmm. music really well. But I think this movie, the music is, yeah, you don't have those big songs. It's more like... No, know, there's like not like time cream, and... Eric Clapton something. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really thought was going to happen when, at the beginning, when I, there was like rock music kind of playing. I was like... Yeah. You, you thought I was going to be De Niro and I'd be... Be smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so he doesn't... Lucky strike. <laughs> I, I, I think unlike Casino, Goodfellas, I mean... I think for me, this movie goes into his top four movies of all time. Oh, wow. Uh, which is to say a lot. I, I, yeah. I really, I mean, I had to digest it a little more, but I yeah. I feel overwhelmed right now with yeah. how good it was. But uh, it's not as flashy in terms mm-hmm. of like the filmmaking with Scorsese is always like uh, visible. Mm-hmm. He's never trying to play by the Hollywood rules in terms of hiding the story you always see the camera moves and yeah the punch and the freeze frames and there's a yes. lot of like uh expressive things he's taking you on the journey you're not just placed in the studio <laughs> looking around right he's like pushing you towards the story i get it yeah. yeah and this movie doesn't have i mean i think the camera work is always excellent but it's not as flashy i think it's more restrained Mm. The violence is way more restrained. We don't have violence in close-ups. I, I realize like in all of those movies where oh, yeah. you see the blood, it's always like uh, a wider shot. Which I, th- what's coming to my head is that he feels like, like uh, he's done it all. Yeah. And now he's like, watch me like, watch me just like relax for a second. Let me show you like a completely different game and watch me win this way. Right. Also like, he's, I, yeah. He's a master. So he's, he's exactly. He's older. He doesn't have anything to prove, mm-hmm. but also maybe the nature of this movie and what he wants to say about it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, not exploiting, I guess. Uh, I don't know if exploiting would be the right word, like the vi- violence. In, yeah. In a, uh, the violence the is very like sad in this movie. It's very sad. It's it's not exciting, you know. Because no, it's not. It's not like a like in Goodfellas. The violence is like it's borderline video game like. Yeah, and you always fun. feel like with those movies about gangsters, the gangster is a cool guy. Yeah, there's repercussions yeah. later, but you know there is you know like like Goodfellas. Like I always wanted to be a gangster, and yeah. the cool music starts. You know, and it's not even like real in your head. It's like gangster right. might as well be superhero. Right. So right. when people die in like Superman, you're like, give a fuck. <laughs> and even if he, that was his reality, because that's the life he lived uh, as a kid and, and with the gangs and seeing all of that around, I feel this movie like feels very documentary like in terms of like the, his responsibility to tell the story mm. i feel the weight on 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 that might be might be there to like yeah. pull back a little bit 
and 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 just show you from afar versus recreating yourself in the blood and the gut yeah it would feel a little strange to yeah to see all that yeah even like the explosion you just hear it and then like you they will go outside in the houses to the consequences yeah Yeah, exactly it's, it's more like that and i i i thought i mean it was very effective at least yeah with me it worked really well because it's such an intimate movie it's like uh, so intimate that even like hearing a gunshot is a big deal. Whereas yeah. like, in all his other movies, you would hear one every five minutes, basically. <laughs> yeah, and and it's uh yeah, an intimate a spectacle for some reason, right? Like yeah. it has the biggest scope of you see the Oklahoma landscape is a beautiful yeah. country. Oh, it looked terrible to me though. Yeah, I was like, all that green. It's just it's like, like you, but it's like boring. Where are the buildings? No, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a story about this one man and this relationship with this woman, you know, and like the betrayal. And I think it's so complex. I thought it was very complex seeing Leo's character go over all these motions, you know. He feels very like... How do you guys feel about um, the fact that the Osage uh, community felt um, that, that... there was too much attention to Leo and Leo's driving the story instead of Molly. Cause really it's Molly's the victim, but it's a, it's a story about Leo in essence, because he's, he's the, the movie character. star is what I say. And also she crushes it in the movie. Uh, absolutely. That's what I really think. I'm like, she, he's the movie star. He kind of like has to lead the movie. Right. But in terms of like a political uh, debate that is oh, yeah. around this idea of like, is this an Osage movie? And obviously it's not. No, it's made in the United States. And it's a it's a by white it's a yeah. white <laughs> man doing this. I think he's very aware of it. Yeah. I think we can talk about that ending, the the the, the epilogue. Mm-hmm. It's to me that once the movie ends, there is like a, a, a moment, right, that doesn't belong in the movie. Kind of mm-hmm. feels like fun because it's so well done. Yeah. And then Scorsese even uh, comes up. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I, it made me think like a little bit of why. Why are we, why are we doing this? I had some thoughts. I want to hear what you think. And I thought it has to do a little bit with Skeleton just brought up, which is who, right? Because at the end of the day, that Thank show, you, the, the, the Lucky Strike show was You're something welcome. that uh, Edgar Hoover uh, worked with back mm-hmm. in the day in the 20s and 30s to... Um, like a true crime, like the same way that true crime is so popular today, it was yeah. back then. Yeah, except it was funded by the government, which right, is wild. and to to kind of like, uh, you know, market the FBI mm-hmm. as like, oh, we always solve the crimes, we're always the good guys, we're always outsmart the the bad yeah. guys, but in a way, it's like they turned this huge tragedy into entertainment, mm-hmm. and then we forget about it. Yeah, the last words that that the movie said are basically that, like we, that we are, you know. I thought that was very political statement what he was saying. That Ex- was loaded as fuck. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And I think that that is. Did you think of Trump? I didn't think of Trump. I just think of us as 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 a you know. One of them, I thought. I thought of a lot of things. One of them, <laughs> mainly a big one for me, was Trump. Yeah, like people make a big deal and then we forget because no one cares. It's yeah. Like, wow. No one really does care. Yeah. Because I don't care who's president. I just don't. Because it's like, I don't live at 1601 Pennsylvania Avenue, <laughs> right. you know? No, and, and it's true. And, and and we are selfish and self-centered. Mm-hmm. And I think if it doesn't affect us directly, we tend to like, you know, yeah. okay, feel bad about these things in the world, but then you go on with your life. Yeah. And But I feel like Scorsese was very aware that this is a movie 
where the only reason why this movie is funded is because there's a Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro yeah. and Scorsese in it. And that is not a perfect uh, construct for for that community. But still, yeah. I guess the question is, who gets to tell other people's tragedies? Mm. You know, who 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 gets the who has the right to do that? An art. Well, I think the answer to that is someone like Martin Scorsese, an artist with an open heart and a sensitive soul, who the Osage would love. I think. I think they would like him. They say this man is like trying to honor us, or he is honoring us with this film. But at the same time, it's like what you said. You gotta have some guy with blue eyes on the damn cover to get the fucking money to make it. Cause yeah. that's the way the world is. Right. You know, really. Scott, uh, when he made uh, Exodus Gods and Kings, there was a problem. He's like, people are like, why didn't you cast like Egyptians? And he said the same thing. It's like, God, no, he's like, but he said, well, I I cast uh, Christian Bale and Joel Edgegarden because people need to go to the theater to see them. Yeah. And that was his response. Whether it's right or wrong is, you know, up, up to. You know, we can live on Earth or just lie. You know, but that's but he does have a point, although it's not their tale. It is the nature of this business. Mm -hmm. I feel with this movie, they did as good of a empathy job with the story as possible. I think by Martin Scorsese is what I think. The Osage community likes the movie, but that doesn't mean that it's an Osage movie, and obviously, it's not. Yes, I yes, and I think both things could be true. This is a red carpet Cannes Film Festival. Hey, hey, Oscar. red, red. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so silly. I meant like gray carpet. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> colored carpet. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I uh, look at what I wrote. Red, for, lol. For Carlos. Oh no, Carlos. Do you like red women? <laughs> I thought when he when when Robert De Niro at the very beginning oh, so funny I asked was him about women. I thought okay because he his answer is basically he likes everything that moves and then it's like oh is that Carlos? <laughs> he goes well to like keep an eye on you or something. I was laughing so hard at that and part. Then my second thing is like, do you have bl- or do you do Blackbird talk? Oh, you know what's funny is when they were talking about Blackbird talk. <laughs> I was thinking you. I like. I always have to be on lookout for that with myself mm-hmm. like you like i'm very aware of blackbird talk because i'm kind of like i'm an i can be an energetic person and like i'll always want to throw in quips uh, or like negativity bombs <laughs> or something yeah, like yeah. that because i for those who i mean i have never heard this term before it's probably from the 20s <laughs> but the idea of filling the space when there's silence you know and and robert daniel's character warns leo that Stop, don't run your mouth. Yeah. E- even if the other person is quiet and calm, that doesn't mean that they don't know. We are podcasters. You don't have to fill out the space, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, is that who we are? Do we fill out the space? What the, we, are we scared of any silence? Because this movie also deals with silence in an interesting way. Oh, yeah. There's like long gaps of it, which are very like uncomfortable. I uh, I actually think that with age, you don't do Blackbird talk. <laughs> well, if you're like growing up, at right. least. But that is something that I'm like, I feel like I definitely don't do as an adult. And I do like Native women. <laughs> yeah. No, I, They're hot. I, I, it wasn't a real question. I knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, Carlos, did you find Molly uh, Burkhart hot? Because I- Hell Yeah. 
I, 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 thought I she, did. She's she's gorgeous. She was super hot. But also I was like, I thought she was pretty at first, but then obviously my brain knows she's an actress and that she's doing a really good job at her job. And so that made her more attractive. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know if this is the conversation we want to have. I, I think <laughs> hot is not the right adjective for, for Molly or mm. for, for Lil, uh, because it could be like red hot or something. No, I just feel it's like there's. She's attractive, and she's attractive because mm-hmm. she communicates so much with her face. Yeah, I think she's, she's she's a baddie. Yeah, she's, she's a baddie for sure. She's, a, she's definitely so. a baddie. That's what you wanted to say, Andres. She's a baddie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I. She's a bad. No, you know what? she's she's a bad bitch. For <laughs> that's real. what I want to say. She's a bad bitch. No, that's what I want to say. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think she's fantastic. I think she she holds the movie together as good as Leo is. I think Leo is as good as ever. It's always good. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to... Because once upon a time in Hollywood, I just think he's a genius in that role. He, he so is, it's hard for me to forget it. He's great in it. I feel the difference. It's also the difference in these directors who I both love. Mm-hmm, of course. Is the other one... You always feel the artifact of the movie. It's a movie about a movie, and it's mm-hmm. uh, and this one feels so real. Mm. This he, one feels as a real person. This person really exists. He feels so loving towards Molly, which is so confusing as the viewer and this, about this is the whole thing, which I, is um, incredible acting. I'm like, if anyone deserves, I mean, we all know that Academy <laughs> Awards are uh, lobbied for. But yeah. if 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 this was a world where there was like justice and true deserving of awards. Leonardo DiCaprio should have that. I, or is Robert Downey Jr. going to beat him? Uh, Robert Downey Jr., I, or, I think, is going to be on, on a supporting role. So he, it's going to be him versus De Niro. That, that's insane. The Oscars going to actually be crazy this, this year. This, I think this year, and there's a couple more movies coming, I think we're going to do, uh, as part of the show, uh, uh, an Oscar uh, night because we'll have yeah, to. Yeah, but you know we're going to be a bad friends because it'll be a Sunday night. Right, but we can do like a pre-Oscar. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like in this kind oh, of we should have, um, it could be fun to do like, uh, we have our winners. And right. do like little bets. Absolutely. And, and then we, oh, we could do like a post show. We do a, exactly. With uh, tuxedos. <laughs> Yeah, like live from it. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. We'll keep our ideas over, over yeah. all the movies. Uh, now question, I want to do question it for so you guys. <laughs> question: Does Ernest love Molly? Does yes, he really love I, I her. I think he does. I think he's weak because there are several points in the movie where I think he's weak for like going along with his uncle's plan. But I guess that's I don't know if men were like that over a hundred years ago where you just had to like survive, but. Yeah, I think he loves her. I think she's dominant over him, and I think that everyone is, and that's why he makes other people do his dirty work. I just think he, I think guys like him end up in big trouble, just like he did. I I agree almost a hundred percent with everything you said. I think mm-hmm. look, he's a World War One right veteran. Yeah, he has nowhere to go. He has no identity. He has no legacy, no history, no family, nothing. So he goes to the other, the only place that he, where he has someone. Yeah. And that someone gives him all those things. A sense yeah. of like purpose. And yeah, it's like a, and, a dog. You go to who feeds you. Uh, right. And then he gets, because he feels very innocent. Mm-hmm. Very, but he feels dumb. Not very me. smart. Yeah. Exactly. And she even says it, right? Yeah, she's he's not bright. He's not yeah. bright. He's handsome. Yeah. I like him, but, and he gets... And and because we follow him, I feel like we are 
complicit in the, in the journey. Because you like him. Right. You like him. He You kind of see that he wants to do good, mm-hmm. but he's so easily manipulated and he can never stand out, uh, stand up for himself against uh, against his uncle, and so slowly yeah. gets to do. I mean, his only moment of kind of bravery, or like that, is at the very, very end. Oh yeah, I mean, but like everyone's brave after everything. But it's, it's already <laughs> once the war is over. But also, I was going to say, even yeah. when he meets her at the in the taxi, he's a fool. He gets distracted by cars racing by. Some and I yeah. love how the horse is getting upset, like nature versus like the yeah. bullshit though, like that the, the, they're bringing over. They're, yeah, uh, but you would be the one racing the car. Oh yeah, of <laughs> you course. wouldn't be like, oh, this horse is. I don't think I would have made it past yeah. twenty-two in that time. <laughs> I would have been chewing tobacco. I would have like moonshine. Oh my <laughs> god, I would have said one bad thing to like a a prostitute <laughs> at a piano the, bar. Yeah. And I would have been like, bitch, or something like that. And then, you know, like the pimp would have shot me. I would have been John with seven kids and a missing eye. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But, and and totally, like, I feel all the characters are, they're not evil in a a one-dimensional way. Yeah. Well, I also think about what I could do, and I would this time. I would have like a an Osage dealer, yes, <laughs> and he could give me some of the medicine, you and I'd be like, dude, I I I do it to heal, don't worry, and then like behind the saloon, I would like smoke the magic stuff that they would, yeah. I think you would be <laughs> it, it, it today. You it could be like those guys. I I I forgot the state. Where they have the biggest liquor or the most profitable li- liquor score in the country, which is just on the edge of a reservation. Oh, that's so funny. In a in a southern state, I it's think. probably like Arizona or Colorado or something. I think I don't know. I I forgot, but it was that type of thing. You know, that type of thinking. Yeah, it's, that, yeah, that, just like get close over there. <laughs> get close. Figure that my in. Which at the end of the day is what all of these white men are doing in mm-hmm. in the movie, right? It's like they're all lazy. Nobody wants to work. Everyone wants yeah. to steal the oil money. Yeah. Half of, I mean, one of them joins the KKK. Yeah. And I like uh, their, did you notice the wording? The KKK is there here to like drive lazy men out of your town. Right. It's like, oh boy. But it's, yeah. It's a bunch so, of black guys and Bobby. So, yeah. So interesting <laughs> because at the end, you know, like our main bad guy doesn't like them either, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's, what do you guys think of Robert De Niro's character? He has, he says at the very beginning, the Osage people are the most beautiful, the most amazing people on earth. Mm-hmm. They're just sickly. Mm-hmm. And later on in the movie, he says something about like, well, he 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 feels so much respect. He knows the language. He knows the gestures. He's a mastermind manipulator. But at the same time, he's just like- he's lying. That's what I really think. I think he's a, he reminds me, he's a smooth liar. Like I, I feel like I Calm know man. people like, yeah, here, here was my theory. Okay. What's so up? yeah, when I saw after afterwards, um, De Niro's character, I thought this man is literal, a literal representation of the devil. His mm-hmm. last name is Hale. You're with, you know what I mean? It's, it's close Which to hell. Which is what hell is you in got, the South. Yeah. You got that. Hail. Exactly. You got that fire scene. King. King. King, right? Oh, yeah. And he's cunning. He says, I got your back. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make, I'm going to fulfill all, all your dreams and give you all these riches. He is literally the devil. And he tempts everyone. Yeah. I just felt like he was like an annoying manipulator. And I just like, 
Yeah, I didn't like everything he said. I was like, this is like, I just never, never, it was all false to me. Yeah, he's really rotten inside. Yeah. Because uh, Leonardo's character, although he goes through this whole thing, he's a way more innocent uh, guy in the beginning. Yeah, but most people just aren't like that lustful for money. Yeah. But I, again, it's like, I mean, I know we are today as well, but, yeah. you know, you see a whole like. But that's his only goal in life is making money, which mm-hmm. I know that that's a pretty good thing to have anytime because yeah i i'm we are like that yeah um yeah i i i thought it was an interesting very interesting characters with this respect you know he knows the community so well he knows everybody yeah and at the same time he's like willing to do anything yeah i just don't like guys like that right i don't like uh, guys that are like the king of the neighborhood yeah i get yeah and they even call him king i don't i've never liked that person in real life i don't like those characters i i just feel like it's always like bullshit like you're not the alpha like the alpha is like looking to kill you right now like you're the loud person who's annoying and i just so when i saw us i just thought it was a great representation of that character in literature yeah and also this it ties to the Scorsese uh, filmography of like mafia because at the mm-hmm. end of the day he is that guy. Oh yeah, even uh, there's a scene where Brendan Fraser they're all talking to him about testifying and like right. It, it looks like there's a, it looks like a scene in Goodfellas where <laughs> right. they all like ganging up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to give away anything, but yeah, there's ties to a lot of his movies in this. So, uh, the first thing that I so the, after the first conversation Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio have where he actually said hey smart up read this book about the history of the Osage mm-hmm. uh, they're amazing and beautiful people you cut to this overhead shot of a guy who is dying mm-hmm. of what he looks like alcohol poisoning or or some sort of overdose yeah. or something right and then you start hearing Molly, although you don't know it's Molly yet, saying, whatever, Henry, mm-hmm. 25, uh, dead, you know, Not no, but... no, no investigation. Exactly. And then you go through three, four, five people, different ages. And then you see actually someone getting murdered with a, with a gun and putting mm-hmm. the gun in the wrong hand and like, yeah. said like suicide. Mm-hmm. And then quickly you realize, okay, life here, you know, people don't care much. There's no yeah. real investigations about the murders of these people. It's a wild west still. Yeah. One of the last places to have it, I think. Right. And later on in the movie, when the FBI comes in, they say something like 30 people were murdered this way mm-hmm. in the lifespan of these characters in the, in the movie. Yeah. I read that actually was like, 120 people or something like that in the real oh wow i think they call it i i, I wrote it down because i thought it was very interesting um the reign of terror 1921 to 1926 120 something people people wow were yes that's killed yeah, like, for their money just yeah that's insane insanity and i feel yeah. like that's what like i feel the movie is not sad in a in a drama sense it's like sad in this tragic yeah that's so like uh it's like so incredibly racist that they're not like investigated like this is like what racism in your government can like do over periods of time i thought that that was the other point i wanted to bring i think the war racist i don't think it's mentioned in the movie no purposely and i think it's so well done i mean there's one moment 
what they say when Leonardo goes to this character that Pete will become uh, with one eye and six kids and <laughs> says, hey, my uncle wants you to to do someone. Yeah. And I said, like, oh, I don't do that kind of job. And said, well, it's a native. And then he looks up and says, oh, that's another thing. <laughs> and then I feel like, well, that's the reason why all of these things happen. Because they don't humanize them. They Exactly. They're not real. They're, yeah. Their religion is some voodoo nonsense and their medicine is fake. And I know it's funny. It's like, oh, the via, the medicine that he gets from the pancreas of a cow or something yeah, like that. The, it's like- The insulin? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's it's just like the Western version of, your, of like the Indian medicine. I'm yeah. like, same shit. Like, that, that was another thing too. The, um, the diabetes, you know, in the, in the community is like the white people food, literally poisoning people. Um, it's just so tragic. Like not just, not just killing, but, but the food, Yeah, the food is, is hurting, is hurting them. Right. Because the, the, the doctor tells her early on, Don't if eat you like keep a white. eating like a, like a white, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you'll die. Yeah. Or we'll have to cut your legs, and it's like okay. Then there's this this a wasting illness, yeah. Which obviously, I mean, I don't think that that's something that people use today, right? Like I've never heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard that term. It yeah. feels so like oh, what do you mean wasting illness? Like yeah. people are getting poisoned left and right. Yeah, right? it's like, crazy. It's like not nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. It's like so easy to get caught poisoning someone too. Right, and it tastes. It takes the federal government and and this incredible effort to 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 get the word out. Yeah, she has for, to go to D.C. Right for anyone to to come in uh, and 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 try to actually uh, uncover something and 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 I feel like this is what probably the book is very interesting in the way that the FBI start working. Yeah, because everything is so localized. Oh, I know it's cool. People could move across like this country's gigantic. Oh, yeah. Nobody will ever find anything. I would commit so many crimes. <laughs> It'd be insane. I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to like Let's California. cut that part. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, you're getting already a lot of <laughs> love from our fans. Um, but uh, what do you think? Because uh, I feel like one of the biggest themes of the movie, for some reason to me, was about marriage. Mm, yeah. And how... Is such a sacred thing. Mm-hmm. He does. It looks like he loves his wife. I would say, you know, that's my my feelings. He really loves his wife. It looks like she loves him too. Mm-hmm. That they get to this lens to, you know, uh, kind of like go through these trials. Yeah. And it only at the very, very, very last minute, after she learns all of the things that this guy did, you know, that 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 she feels betrayed, you know, like feels like she has faith in him until the end. And like, yeah. and I don't know if this is a religious thing. I think like Scorsese, obviously the religion in, in him and the sacred, you know, the sanctity of marriage or so, yeah. I think it's an important thing for him. Yeah. His, uh, his Catholicism for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this idea, this bond, uh, I, th- I thought it was a very interesting, uh, and I think that's why this movie is so interesting that this character it's not just evil. He can be. He's he he's caught in between these two things. Yeah, it's like conf- and, and like I said, it's almost confusing. Right, you and, like him, and it feels like he justifies himself. Like I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for love. Yeah. Although he, the things he's 
doing that horrible. Yeah, exactly. It's like she wouldn't approve of any of these things. Right. Killing the ones she loves. Yeah. Yeah. What What were you guys' uh, thoughts on, on the relationship and the marriage um, idea, the themes? I seem... I It feels like... um. Like, I like their marriage. Yeah. Except for all the murder. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted them to succeed. Yeah. You know, I, wa- so I wanted to believe that they could succeed as a couple. Because yeah. I didn't want to believe that, oh, no, I didn't want her to, like, it's almost like I didn't want her to find out because I wanted the marriage to succeed, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the fact that he's so easily manipulated is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. So frustrating that it's like, he loves her. I think he loves her. Right. But the fact that he can just be manipulated by his uncle to 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 do harmful things is very strange. It's very strange why that would happen, and it's and it's a complex movie. It's a complex. Uh, Leo is a complex character, and you're like, why you love her? Why would you do this? Yeah, it's 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 hard. You can't pin it down. That's why it's so interesting. Mm. You just don't understand. Yeah, I I do feel like if you have removed. Uh, Robert De Niro's character in that force on on him that he would actually have been like a member of the community mm-hmm. and live happily there. Oh yeah, if like he wasn't there. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was like destined just to be a normal guy with a happy life. He yeah. might have not married Molly, but like he would have just been a normal chill dude. The problem is like this all this energy, right? The guy he serves with in the front that meets at the beginning his marriage, you know, mm-hmm. has that scene. I think this is not a real spoiler because it's a very secondary character. Has a scene with a lawyer where I said, "Hey, if I adopt my the the kids of my dead wife, and for some reason they were to die, do I inherit their money?" Mm-hmm. And the lawyer saying, "You know that you're confessing to wanted to adopt and kill your, those kids." And he said, "No, no, no, no. If it's this not not legal, I'm not going to do it." <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's so. Blank statement, you know, there's no so matter of fact, so matter of fact, so matter of fact, there's no, but it's like a dehumanizing of Indians, yeah, of natives, yeah, but and, it's it's to the point where it's comical, where yes. people were laughing oh, yeah. in the theater, yeah. people laughed at that scene because it was like, are you, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It's, it feels over the top because it's it's uh, yeah, it, it's not real, and and I think that's what what Scorsese does really well too is make it have some moments of levity and comedy. Yeah. Otherwise, I get it's that. it's such a gut wrenching story. Yeah, that's so true. So he balances it with comedy and levity yeah. and quirky characters where you're like, okay, at least I can enjoy it and digest it. Otherwise, it's so gut wrenching. Yeah, it's such dark, a gut wrenching dark story. comedy. It's not. Yeah. Don't laugh it's not like a Coen saying. Brothers movie. Yeah. But yeah. there's like three minutes of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's which a, is nice. And Scorsese's always been kind of funny in his movies. Yeah. Like Goodfellas is hilarious at points. Yeah, I feel like Tarantino gets his best thing from like this idea of the violence and humor, you know, that Scorsese yeah. has. I mean, Tarantino takes it to a different level. Yeah, of course. But uh, even that, that spanking scene. Oh, yeah. Spank, oh, yeah. You know, so it's, it's it's really, really funny. So there's a moment in the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio gets spanked. And, mm-hmm. and, With a paddle. But it is it is really funny, and at the same time, you feel like oh, it it is painful. It's not it, there's oh, it no joke. Like it hurts so bad. I yeah, I I I read that Leonardo DiCaprio was wearing like padding, mm-hmm. but that De Niro hit hard. Oh really? <laughs> I mean, this is an eighty year old guy. Also, with uh, you can feel like he's a beast. You yeah, know, yeah. Like he has the energy. Oof. God, that would suck. Yeah, which also like there is the only moment in the movie 
where he's a ama- we 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 learn that he's a mason mm-hmm. and for some reason he's part of this thing and and it was mentioned there and never again but say like all these white people's clubs are yeah. emerging in in the US so, so part- dark um Ugh. yeah it's it's a it's a also yeah what do you guys think about the length because i the statistics i think they said that movies are 30 minutes longer today than they were like in the in the 90s really i feel it every time i go to the theater the movies are long in general mm. but for some reason this movie felt right the pacing it was never boring to me that's because it was it was like eating like a really good steak dinner it's a lot yeah. of food but it's good yeah oh, that 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 was my analogy is oh, that really? you're going going to like a really like gourmet restaurant you have to have small portions exactly but scorsese gave you a mountain full of gourmet food and yeah, you're like, like i'm eating all of this yeah eating at a good sushi place or something it's gonna take a while and it's a lot of are but, you guys hungry for some reason yeah i think i am <laughs> yeah it's, we do a lot of food analogies here yeah i know i'm yeah i am hungry actually i had butterfinger at the theater and before yeah. that two tacos so i'm kind of hungry it's nighttime now to break that yeah 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 wall. it's great i mean it's a very long movie uh, i i was worried about the length going into it i made sure not to see a a, a late show oh, i was yeah. like am i going to be bored because it's three and a half hours there's a good chance i, w- I was going to be bored went into it wasn't bored and i was super impressed yeah i wasn't yeah. bored at all i barely looked at my phone which is awesome yeah i Wait, 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 wait. I didn't even, You looked at your phone? I didn't even think. Oh you brought phone. your phone out in the theater? Of course. I was you in the back bitch. row and there were four people in the this theater. This is you how bitch. most people do that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like before. What? Only if I'm in the back of the theater will I do it. Don't I, do that. I remember a little bit before phones, like, or or where people have the phones as their only device, people will look at their watches. Oh, yeah. As a, Sometimes it's almost like a thing. Mm-hmm. How long is this? But I, I felt... Okay, I looked Trapped. at my watch. I looked at my watch. Okay, I, ha- I had to look at. I mean, it was like two sorry, o'clock. Sorry, sorry. I looked at my. Watch. I really feel I'm trapped, sorry, like <laughs> you know, and and I was like, okay, everything. That's the feeling that I love about movies, and I, 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 I heard Scorsese saying that he wanted to make a movie like the movies. Oh he yeah. Saw when he was uh, uh, younger, you know, mm-hmm. and like have that communal experience, yeah. and trap you, and like share this thing and. I, I felt that. I felt the uh, the religious. Oh, yeah. Community. It was incredible. Yeah. Even when I was there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I liked going to the movies because I haven't yeah. been in so long. Any any uh, moments from the audience um, that any reactions that you guys caught when you were in the theater? Because it's always good. That's why you go to the theater. You get a, get that <clears throat> sense of community and people react um, just from, me, from certain scenes. Yeah. Just me and the black guy laughing at um, <laughs> dumb boy. <laughs> that was funny. It's a moment where... I, everybody laughed in the theater when I saw that. You had a white mask on. Do you think that's a political statement? <laughs> like I'm the, wearing the white man. He, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you guys, I, to be honest, if I have to choose the only person that I was like, kind of like, didn't fit completely in the movie for me was Brendan Fraser. And he's a great actor. Yeah. He was straight off the set of The Whale. But yes. <laughs> like they just were like, put this on. <laughs> But it felt, it felt, obviously, it's a little bit of a humorous character, right? His introduction and chord is like him starting to yell. But and don't all you that. think, I thought that was just, I'm pretty sure, like, 
Okay, so I'll just say in my head, I was like, maybe that's what lawyers were like back then. They were more uh, showman like. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, in a Scorsese movie, they're not going to like, like, there's no like dumb jokes or anything. No, like, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I don't think he did a bad job. I feel like it was a rec very recognizable face yeah. doing that small thing. And for me, felt like everybody else feels like it belongs in that world. And this I saw, oh, this is an actor. That mm -hmm. I know this actor. Yeah, it did take me out of it a little bit. But that's just because I miss him. Yeah, I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he's a, he's. A, I mean, and he he just won an Oscar. Remember that movie? Uh, what's that movie with Alicia Silverstone? Blast from the Plat <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. And for me, all the mummy movies were awesome. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, um, Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan was good. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a couple moments that uh I thought were amazing is in in terms of both the trust you have in an actor. You know, and the acting ability is like mm -hmm. in that trial, there's a moment where they put finally Leonardo DiCaprio is going to talk. Oh, the end. And they never cut away from yeah. him. Yes. The whole, he's the master. The, the questions, everything you imagine. You've seen this a million times in many movies and TV shows. There's always cutting because it is boring. Uh, like by nature is yeah. like people talking and there's something that TV does like talk, talk, talk. So you cut a lot. But you get a no, movie star in this you one. You hear everything and you play it all in his face, his reactions, his looks, his answers to all the testimony. And I thought, wow, that's this is, you know, this is how a master makes movies. Yeah. And then the moment it cuts, it cuts to the only important thing to cut to. Mm -hmm. And then the scene is over. And I, thought, I love like, that. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I love I love how there was no fat in that scene because the movie you it because it's so long you could wonder where the fat is. Yeah, and sometimes fat is really good, mm -hmm. so it's like you don't care. But like there are parts where you're like, no, this is like very precise surgical cut. Yeah, I think to me when I was watching this movie, like how this is an 80, 80 year old man. Yeah, making a movie that is what four months in the making and in, in yeah. on location. He and seems he's really like, sharp. He's, he's like a Navy SEAL sniper, and he doesn't mm -hmm. miss one. He seems super sharp. Oh, I, incredible, incredible. I was like, how? I, I wish I can get to 80 and be like that. Because Michael Mann seems a little off. And they're like... I, I don't know. I think he was never as good of a, uh, of a filmmaker. He has amazing movies, a couple mm -hmm. of them at least that are yeah. incredible. I think this guy is always like the worst Scorsese movie is still a good movie. I know. I um, the worst Michael Mann movie is not good. No, exactly. Yeah, Black exactly. Cat. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has a, he has a, a bunch of clunkers. Yeah. But uh Public Enemies. <laughs> oh, I hate that movie. So do I. I, I think it's <laughs> so bad. Also the aesthetic it doesn't go. Yeah. Like when I watch that, I'm like, I want to take a shit on your bed now. <laughs> like it's so bad. I want to see Amber Heard and <laughs> Wait, I saw the Aquaman 2 trailer. Yeah. And I was and like, where is she? She's there for like a, a a frame. Oh, I was probably looking at my phone real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's there in one frame. Uh so we'll we'll have to talk about this movie sometime. I know. Some point. I laughed when I saw fun. Oh my god. Uh we'll do a fun like also maybe Christmas recap with all these movies that we're not gonna do a deep dive on. That's a good idea. We do like a fast round. <laughs> right, a fast round my... like to catch up on, on twenty twenty three. That's a good that's a good idea, yeah. Um are there any moments of the movie that stand out in terms of uh the filmmaking part, maybe the visuals, the I you know what was just like fun? Not fun, but like how beautiful the set was of the exploded house. Mm. It looked like the 
universal backlot from war War, of the worlds yeah and i was just like that was really cool i don't know what do you what is i want to know your answer to this i i mean i love a lot of moments i think like i said i think it's less flashy this time i love the fire yeah of course you look through the fire and all this like kind of like through the window yeah images we could have done that here which is what i liked what look like demons in hell yeah Yeah, look fucking cool it looked dope it looked it looked beautiful you know what i love interesting yeah the holly the the lucky strike the, the ending, yeah. yeah. So I think we need to talk about that. I think, uh, I don't know how to talk about it without revealing, but at the very end of the- I don't, I don't think it gives that, that it much It doesn't away. give anything away. It's, okay. just, yeah. it's just, we can talk about this the the choice to have that. The, yeah. The epilogue, right? Like, yeah. so let's call it, yeah. So the movie ends and it, it would have been amazing. I think- the later part this is what makes Scorsese Scorsese I think it's one of like it has a lot of political statement and like personal statement and I think like him being a part of that part is a it's a wait did you see that part where Robert De Niro goes hey let's go Brandon (laughs) which part so stupid let's go Brandon it's, I'm doing oh, a, bi- a oh, Trump oh, 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 oh. No, like, the, Bi- the Biden joke. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah the got, Biden got joke. Because <laughs> you were saying it's political, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's no, that no, one no. part where he goes, it's let's a, go, political. No, yes, yes. Okay, now I got it. <laughs> all right. Thank all right, you. All right, all right. All right, back, right. Back, to, <laughs> back to it. But so they decided to do two or three things at once. Like, they one, they show us how a radio show, which is basically what today a narrative podcast would be yeah all with the sound effects but it's done live mm-hmm. with actors reading parts not an adobe yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so fun with the orchestra live and they're reading what really happened the scripted version of what americans did you know receive 10 years after the murder mm-hmm. as a you know a fictionalized version of it uh, as an entertainment part at yeah. crime and it's done in a way that is so fun and it's so visually fun. It yeah. looks like it costs millions of dollars just for that one. It looks so good. It, it looks like good. out of Mad Men. Yes, yes. It's so so fun. Um, but I feel like in general, I I love his shots. You know the energy that he brings mm-hmm. with the camera and how they express something. I there's a lot of shots in his filmography that are engraved in my in my head as like oh okay, yeah this guy just has a visual imagination like like Spielberg has or all these guys you know from that generation where they can be they can describe or transmit like a feeling through this camera work so you know at the end of Goodfellas when Ray Liotta's life is falling apart yeah it was similar to this where the the last act everything is falling apart right it's like there's like a the camera whips um yeah starting in this last act which is like um in goodfellas the tension rises and the camera does definitely get faster and he even does it in this movie just slightly faster like the camera whips from like the glass point the points yes when he points and when they show like the glass of the door that says like a turning then it turns real quick to show like dicaprio coming down but it doesn't like a shoot in like they yeah, would in Euphoria. I, I think you 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 have all the the classic Scorsese moments without going too crazy. Exactly, which I I more. love that there's like that tiny hint. Like you would really have to watch all his shit to like really know that. But yeah, because yeah. I think like one of his characteristic things is more of on a 
and the editing is like, okay, they talk about a character or a moment, mm-hmm. and then they cut to that moment, right? Yeah. That is so common in his thing is like, they only do that it like breaks the twice. narrative, but it does it in a way like so you could see what they're talking about or you mm-hmm. remember the character. Or like in get... Family Guy. Right. <laughs> or, or The Departed. They, they, yes. Yeah. I mean, The Departed has insane camera moves that say like, yeah. how did he come up with this and how does it feel okay in this movie? This one doesn't have those moments, mm. I feel. But still, for example, when a moment I love, he gets... Goes through the train station. It's a long, longer take. We yeah. follow him, and he does something that I saw in, in Taxi Driver. Yeah, he looks around, but the camera goes the other direction. Oh yeah, know, I love that to show what he's seen, and then yeah. he comes back to him looking like that's a so Taxi Driver thing, but in a way less flashy. Again, it's I don't know what other word to say, but it's a more mm-hmm. subtle way. Mm-hmm. And then he gets into the car, and we have a, a tracking shot. That's an air shot. And then you discover, oh, this is the landscape. You see the the oil rigs. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an awesome image. I mean, yeah. I think there's so many great images in the in the thing. Yeah, also, it's very pretty. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I liked up and down. My, fav- my two favorite moments. Yeah. Number one was Leo reading the uh, Osage book. And reading the line, can you see the wolves in this picture? Martin Martin Scorsese speaking to us that's in so- that moment. And yeah. guess what? He can't see the wolves. So that's the whole movie. That's the beginning yeah. of the movie. It, it's kind of the through line. Can you see the wolves, Leo? Love that because there's a lot of things in that. One, how he reads. He's, he's reading with his finger. Mm-hmm. Basically, because he, he has told his uncle he can read, but yep. he has difficulty reading. Yeah. And then in the metaphorical way, we're learning a lot of things about the Osage through that book. But then, yes. Yeah, he can't really read that well. He because the moment he says that line, "Can you see the wolves in that picture?" He gets into his first crime, mm. you know, which is a little s- smaller. You know, it's gonna increase in the, yeah. in the in the in the the way that he does crime. So yeah, that's a great a great moment, Peter. And I, then I like that. And then the next one was Molly and uh, Ernest when Ernest is over her house. Yeah, and he's trying to talk, whatever. And she said, "Hey, it's raining. We need to be still. The storm yeah. is, is is happening." Just, just be still. And he tries to talk again. Just I be love still. that part. And guess what? We get this beautiful moment in the theater where we're all still listening yeah. to the rain. And it's such a nice, like, just a nice moment to just be still. And then it goes to that that exterior shot of the rain. I just I just love that. It's just a kind of a beautiful pausing moment to just be still. More silence. I, yes. And, and I was going to bring that point. I love that moment, Pete. I think it's a great, a great uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, you see the the falling in love. Yeah. And to me, that's why it feels real. It's not like an act. Mm-hmm. But to it, you feel the different cultures and how, because he, she tells him not to close the window. Yeah, he's connected to nature. The, the storm is powerful and you mm-hmm. need to sit down and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And he's restless and he needs to do the Blackbird talk, which exactly. is like what he was advised not to do. But then also visually, that two shot of the two of them. I know it's so dope, and which I think I've I've seen in like magazines and things like that. Probably they one of the stills that they use for promotion mm. because it's the two of them, and it's like ah, there's something about it that says lit so beautifully. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean I the lighting and the. I think that he's gonna again. I said it before. I think he's gonna get nominated for best cinematography again. Mm. Would you say Scorsese is best uh, top five director of all time? Yes. Uh, of all time, yes. Yes. Yes, I think I, I would too. Yeah, I think he's he is undeniable. I mean, Francis Coppola has 
call him the best uh, filmmaker of his generation, and that is the generation of the generation. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's an amazing compliment. I think, you know, some people might be... It's just there's taste too. Like you might be inclined to watch this type of movie or that or yeah. movie, but in terms of masterfully knowing the the craft, yeah, sure. the actual art of it, I yeah, Scorsese. For, for me, he's he's always there. And also talking about when we talk about Tarantino last time and saying that he was like at he wanted to make his tenth movie and then retire because he was feeling that getting older he might spoil, yeah. you know, he might make a bad movie. Yeah. And seeing this guy at 80 yeah. doing this type of work happened to me also with Spielberg, like in other people, like how, how can they be at that age doing this type of movies? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, Tarantino, I, yeah, I wish he wouldn't do that. I think he's just more of a curated person. Even his movies are very like yeah. slow grinds, it's slow a, burns. A, a little different because he writes his own material yeah. and maybe he, you know, he creates his own world versus like diving it's into a lot different of worlds. So yeah. maybe, yeah. But he's, yeah, he definitely top, top filmmaker of all time. Yeah. And follow up, uh, what did you guys think of The Irishman? Because I love The Irishman, but I love this one more. The Irishman seems like a movie that I'd love even more 30 years from now because it's kind of Scorsese showing his age, like like a choice, like a man reflecting on his choices. And this one was about a man, you know, uh, uh, trying to get wealth in the, the sleaziest of ways and being a family man at the same time. That's something I can relate to more. Um, but The Irishman was different uh for definitely, me i i i like the irishman i think it was mm-hmm. a very good movie but i didn't have the same reaction that i had with watching this i it's hard to it's harder to connect to the irishman and the also CGI and the cgi and scorsese said something like hey we accept makeup you know we've mm-hmm. seen many movies where like an actor plays older through makeup mm-hmm. And we don't accept the CGI makeup as part of the storytelling process. And to me, I don't know why, but I agree with that. I, yeah. I think the, the CGI spoiled a lot of it. It was very distracting, very fake. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, same thing. I liked the movie, but the CGI brought me out of it. And like the Netflix of it all, I think was just experimental. Yeah. I Yeah, Scorsese belongs on the big screen. I was going to just watch this movie on my iPad, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's true. There's not that many movies. It's like, and Oppenheimer will be the other one this year that yeah. if you watch it in the movie theater, you're going to have a, I mean, I think all movies will have a different experience, but of there's course. some of them that deserve that experience. Of Even the, like the Barbie, skill. people yeah. had like very great experiences watching Yeah, I, I tried to watch everything in the movie theater, but I get why people, you know, sometimes say, okay, well, home is good. I have enough of a big TV I think yeah. this movie belongs on the big screen for sure. Yeah, it's just too beautiful not to to be able to catch everything, really soak it in, yeah. let it overtake you. Absolutely, absolutely. The- what? Who is your guys' favorite uh, side character? I have mine. I want to know your your favorite mm-hmm. side character. There are a lot of them in the movie. So many. The depressed guy. He was cool. Henry. Yeah, I liked him. The melancholic. The melancholic. I mean, oh, also oh, a great yeah. great moment. Like, hey, are you? Oh, you look fine. I f- I feel really sad. Well, just just yeah. drink. I I, yeah. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like that. That she was just cool. Yeah, I mean, the person who I enjoy the most watching as a side character probably is the the guy who wanted to adopt the kids and kill him. Oh I, yeah, I wrote so his funny. Name uh, Kelsey. Yeah. Because he 
he has that dancing scene at the beginning. The dancing yeah. scene. I love that. And and you see him and slowly say, no, how can a normal guy kind of fun be so, so dark? Yeah. The old, yeah, just the Wild West, like, fucked But there's a lot of them. Like, the, the one-eyed man uh, was mm-hmm. an amazing side character. Yeah. The the rodeo the rodeo funny. king who does moonshine. I mean, there's yeah. so many. Blackie was my favorite. Blackie, Blackie. where he's a, he's like obviously didn't work my plan because I'm sitting here talking to you, <laughs> right? And also the fact that right we learn, well, and that's a good plot point not to reveal. Yeah, but yeah. I I I thought yeah everybody was so dark, and so colorful at the same time. You know, Dark Souls. Yes, Dark Souls, vivid characters. Yeah, but and great actors. I, well I written and thought out, which is our debate about Christopher Nolan. Whereas if Christopher Nolan made this movie, there'd be no good side characters. <laughs> I think you have to watch Oppenheimer. I don't know. Okay, if that's, you do, if that's it, so true though, Carlos. He he struggles with side characters. Yeah, it's like we wouldn't have Blackie would have said like three generic things <laughs> like. Interesting. Yeah, I think I would recommend watching Oppenheimer and, okay. and because when even if we don't do a deep dive on that, maybe when we do our Oscar uh thing we'll compare all of these yeah. performances and the writing and the directing and the visuals. Yeah, we see. we'll clink the glasses and go, Welcome to Oscar night. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we got um, <laughs> yeah, we have a feed on the island. <laughs> so a cruise the, ship is going by. We can watch it. What's up? To wrap wrap it up, why should people not only watch this movie? but watch it in theaters. I liked when he, uh, Robert De Niro asked him if he wrapped it up in the war. Yeah. And he, and, and he goes, yeah. And he goes, best you can, as right? He goes, as best as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed so loud at that right. part. That's the part where I wrote Carlos. <laughs> so also one little thing, when Robert De Niro, when, when the, the FBI goes to see him for the first time, he's getting a clean shave and there's a shot. Mm-hmm. There is a shot that is overhead. I loved it. That I think, I mean, and I, I, I haven't researched this. It's an homage to Robert De Niro and the Untouchables. Mm. Untouchables, it starts with Robert De Niro being shaved like that. It is uh, Brian De Palma. It's a friend yeah. of Scorsese. He, of he brought Robert De Niro into the world of Scorsese. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's conscious, but it reminds me of that moment. That's awesome. And... One of the shots that also is very Scorsese is the overhead shots that we see in, in a lot of the movie for, for close-ups of, of things and for, like, overheads of, like, mm-hmm. bigger things. You know what else? And it's uh, I think they're all beautiful and they all transmit so much emotion, yeah. People just getting killed and them falling. Uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson comments on it famously in The Departed. They have, like, three of them in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He just loves like the dryness, the humanity of just having like of a the, cold murder. Yeah. And and there's a lot of that in here and it feels <laughs> very real because Oh yeah, when we, the we, gun's not even loud, it just sounds like a cap and then she falls awkwardly. And I feel like and you were watching from here, there's no close up which we talk about a lot. It, it would be it, like you're sitting there. It's, it's like a documentary or like a real thing that is you are capturing it because felt, it really happened and it yeah. feels so brutal because of it so oh I brutal. feel so happy in those moments that I'm not in that position right like, oh, god I'm so glad <laughs> so, I'm yeah, yeah. Why, why does it feel more brutal with a wide shot it it really does because life isn't a wide shot right and because oh you the, know some like students are saying that at UCLA right now <laughs> life's a wide shot no. <laughs> like it's you because nerds. I think violence in movies and entertainment has been stylized for fun of course and I like it like that and yeah. when it feels more realistic then you feel more like oh I've seen this in the news I've seen it this is not fun 
Oh yeah, like the and main, this yeah. feels like that. This is not. There's no, nothing none of the killings are fun. There's yeah. no. It's that's when you're like, gosh, man, I I don't know how much this is gut wrenching. I can't. Yeah, I can't take this. It's it's zero it, glamorization uh, of violence in this movie, which I feel like uh, he has done in the which past. Which is basically impossible to do if you're Martin Scorsese. Right, right. There's should, a yeah. lot of glamour with violence, and I I feel it and I like it. But then when you see it here, it's like, wow, no, this is like, this is fucked up the whole time. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's weird because there's something in the news recently. The main shooting. Yeah, I was logging on Instagram and even yeah. like on TM. Like I got my news from fucking TMZ, and like uh, like that's what popped up on my Instagram for right. it. And like even like the AR-15 is like blurred out. And I'm like, man, we're not even trusted anymore to see the gun. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we glamorize I'm, it so much. It's 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 true. I'm like, oh, I just real quick. Are they blurring it because because the algorithm would flag TMZ's posts? I would assume so. Yeah, so I, they don't really I, care. I, I don't think okay. journalists in general. Yeah, they they have some codes, but I think the code of today is like oh, it's thrown out the window. Sensationalism and like selling and and yeah. anything goes. I mean, I just got real news from. I mean, ever since Michael Jackson died, you would get real news from TMZ, which is nuts. Right. Yeah, and and the fact that you. Everybody who has studied these cases have said, if you don't give them press, you will have a more success rate of not repeating themselves because people want to oh, yeah. get their 15 minutes of it. But it's just, it's against our nature. We want to know, we want to see. What if there's TMZ yeah. in 1923 for the Osage yeah. killings? It's like you're scrolling and you just- You're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fun. Thirty dead, Oklahoma. Yeah, and it's like Harvey Levin being like, "Guys, did you hear that in Oklahoma?" We had a version of this in this movie. There is a moment where there, uh, Robert Downey is watching newsreels, and yeah. and you see Tulsa and what happened in Tulsa with yeah. with uh, in a in a uh, black community. And he comments under like, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. LOL, LOL, LOL. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's that's what would have happened. Um, but yeah, to 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 wrap up, I think. It's a, it's a movie that really uh, has an important theme, amazing acting, is beautifully shot. The whole experience in the theater, I said it before, is a little bit of a religious or like transcendent uh, experience. Um, it is such a good movie. I, I, I think for those people who love movies, they're going to watch it. And for those who feel... This way about cinema, mm -hmm. I think this would tell you why cinema is such an important art. I was savoring it because I don't think, I don't think there will be movies like this even in five years. I think that this is, I, Scorsese uh, say, talking about this recently in the press because he's doing press for the film, saying that movies are done, all that stuff. And I know that's like a crazy conversation to have here, but like, yeah, I was thinking about that during the movie. I was savoring it. So I was like, I don't go to the movies anymore. Like I used to go, I used to go with my ex-wife. Like I used to go with my dad and family and yeah. all this stuff. And I just remember the movies being packed and like, I think about like Scorsese even like speaking up and I'm just like, like maybe like the Sadfi brothers, like these people, you know, yeah, like uh, like there will be directors that carry on the mantle. But I really was like enjoying it because I was like, one day, it's like, 
It's like when I watch LeBron James play, he will be gone one day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I want to savor him. He's and older now. I think I mean I, I I said it a few times in the in the in the show that uh the the movie brats are are the dream team, are that mm. irrep you know I agree. Irre irrepeatable moment in filmmaking that we're always gonna have great artists, but this amount of artists, all part of the same generation, all part of the same group, all making movies in like during 50 years that yeah. that will never happen again yeah i agree so i yeah so in a way for me it was uh, maybe i'm too sensitive in itself but i was definitely uh thinking about that and just enjoying like the the final seasons of scorsese i, I love yeah. that carlos yeah made me yeah. made me sad man it made me like, it made me like, sad watching yeah it. like thinking about scorsese passing he's, on and end of an he's era not, and, yeah. his last movie i don't think it's gonna be the last movie but it's gonna be the last movie like like this because the scale yeah, and the, the energy an eighty-year-old man have to do to to do this. I think the next movie is gonna be more contained. Even simpler. if you made this, wouldn't you need like a year uh, off? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> in, like in, just to, like calm down These and relax. These guys are superhumans. I yeah. I don't know how they did how they do it. Yeah. Oh, you know it's Ozempic and big yeah. blood. And, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, go go watch. Uh, um, this movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, is amazing. And join us next week for another SOS episode. And if you've seen this movie, uh, let us know what you think of it in the comments. Yep. How? <laughs>